This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome to this week's edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. And as I've done throughout the month of June, I have just kind of taken the realm and given our guests, we have so many of them, wonderful guest experts, a break and decided I will just let you all have a virtual look inside my brain for a while um, as I share ahas and insights and tips that will enhance your author and book publishing journey. One of them is that I find and have felt and I tell all the clients that I work with that is essential for you to have besides a website. Uh, always amazes me when people don't have websites, but also is a blog. So today's episode is going to be really featuring on the anatomy of a blog, how to create it, what, how to use it, how to expand it, how to resource it out, how to how to dig in ideas when you think, I can't possibly think of another idea. I'm going to give you a bunch um, to go uh, in that area. And then how to market. I mean, that people think market. You're going to want me to market the blog? Yep, I do. And get and get that. So I want to remind you, if you're using Twitter, because I have a lot of people on Twitter, connect with me at my book shepherd and if you're on facebook why don't you join my facebook group and it's it's judith browles uh, the book shepherd and 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 share your news your information ask questions because i'm always glad to get started this so let's get started so blogging pop and power um, is something, and I, I I don't know what the stats are, but I suspect that they're pretty high, of how many people uh, start a blog and it just kind of uh, peters out. You know, how many people just say, okay, all right, I'm going to do it. Uh, but then after a while, uh, they just stop. And that they just they've just run out of juice, or they just can't think about it, um, and that e there are things that you should stop doing in your blog post. Certainly, with that, but what what percentage of bloggers are successful? Now, there's something that that they stop in, um, and and you know how would you measure? Well, some people actually get paid for doing blogs, but only five percent. You know, this is what they do on a full-time basis. Uh, that, so that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing this to build your influence, to build your, your trust, um, and to grow it. So it starts with your mindset, the blog mindset. And it's um, you've got to realize you need to treat it as a business. 
So when I say that, that means like if you decide, all right, I'm doing a blog every Monday, by golly, you're going to show up and you're going to have a blog out there every Monday, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or the middle night, I don't care, but it's Monday, Monday's your day. Uh, it could be Tuesday, it could be Wednesday. I have a blog that goes out every Tuesday and that rain or shine, it doesn't matter if there's a holiday, it's, if, if, if it's my birthday, if, if I'm on vacation, that a blog goes out on Tuesday. And it does. I have also another blog that goes out on Saturday. It's much lighter. It's my top favorite uh, 10 Twitter uh, tweets. And, and then I always have something that leads in um, the current news. Maybe there's something going on that specific Saturday. But Tuesday's more content-driven more success-driven for where you want to be, where you want to go in that area. But it's a business, and I understand that. Now, if you're after, some people actually write other people's blogs. They get paid that way. Some people, um, I, I have a colleague that from his get-go, his blog was a subscription base, and you had to pay. You paid several hundred dollars a year to be able to have his insights, his ahas, his tips, um, for his blog. And that's the way he started. That was his model. And, and by golly, he stuck. He's had it for 20 years and been very, very successful with it. So whether you're a free or a fee, there's a spot for you in here in that. Now, in setting this up, you want to think about who your ideal reader, who's this ideal reader? Who are you writing it for? Who's your market? identify them and it always is whether it's your book we're talking about whether it's any product you got to know who is your ideal market who are you writing for for me it's always the author i'm always writing for the author to make their life better to give them insights to share tips and secrets about different things on that the author is my audience. It doesn't matter if they're a sci-fi author. doesn't matter if they're a children's author. It doesn't matter if they write romance or how-to or nutrition or fill-in-the-blank. It's the author because I'm going to be writing things around writing tips, book marketing tips, um, prevention tips. If there's a, a new predator out in the midst, I it's a forewarning type of area. Um, and, and then also I do special blogs sometimes, celebrating uh, maybe a certain day or something to be insightful for. Like the 4th of July, the, always the 4th of July week, I always have a book about the power of freedom and the power and the freedom that we have to be able to write. As an author, that's very important for us is the power to be able to write, to publish, to express our voice, our opinion, our insights uh, on that. So that would be the 4th of July. And, and on Memorial Day, that week that comes in, I always do a special blog around celebrating and thanking the men and the women in our military services. So we all have things. now, And there, and there also could be special things that have come up that I know that when, when a humongous crisis uh, happens or something, to remind authors that they have at their fingertips 
their words that might heal, soothe, offer comfort, heal. So those are things that you can think of, but that's for my audience. Your audience may be totally different depending upon what you're writing about. Who is your ideal author? The blog mindset also includes what content are you going to have that will inform, inspire, interact. And whatever you create in that, is it boring or does it excite the reader? And I think the most important thing I can share with all of you in your blogs and in, in, in your writing is make sure don't ignore the uh, the five primary senses. You know, what what does it feel like? What's it what's what's it smell like? What's it, you know, sound like? What's what's the visual of it? Um, on it what is there a taste to whatever you're writing in there and when you do that you bring in the power of the emotions some sides of the emotions that come in and the writer the reader you as the writer put it out the reader takes it in and they have more of an experience with you in the process Always keep your eyes and ears open because content is right there ready for you to take and run. Um, and sometimes it's goofy content. Um, and sometimes, you know, when I'm scanning around in the early morning hour, I always tell the story of how I came across a goofy little 90-second video of someone who, and they probably had Photoshop and all these other goody gadgets to do it, but it was it was a dominoing factor of iPhones that went through a building, rooms and rooms in a building. Um, and I thought, my God, who has the time to do this? And I was fascinated with the whole process of how they do it. Where did they get all those iPhones? How long did it take to set up, etc.? It inspired me to write a blog on where creativity came from, just from watching that little video. So keep your eyes and ears open. Create something to sell and monetize. So here's what you can do. Your blogs have a theme. There's a season to them. Have you thought about putting them all together and publishing a little book? Whether it's inspiration, whether it's motivation, whether it's your aha tips, uh, secrets from, you know, the master blogger of fill in the blank. Whatever it is, you can put it together and sell it as a book, as an ebook. And of course, when you have a blog, you should shout it out. So every time you have a new blog, you're going to announce it in all your social media, new blog on fill in the blank, whatever it is, and then have the appropriate, appropriate hashtags and shout it out. You're going to put it out through your social media, new blog on this, on, on your, on your ebook list. You have that in. And be an action taker. You're going to ask yourself, what did you do today to grow your blog? All right. Always remember your readers are your best fans. Consistency is essential. As I opened up this segment, pick a day, any day. I don't care what you do to post it out and you do it every week. And you can plan ahead with these. And then lastly, blogs should be live on your website have its own tab 
live there. Have a search box that people can go in because you're going to categorize these things and have keywords um, in your descriptions that people could go in and search. You know, whether for me, it could be book marketing, it could be social media, it could be publishing predators. I've written several blogs on those. Have it that. So that's where you start. When we come back after our break, we're going to talk about the structure. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at AuthorU.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we're talking about uh, blogging. And I know that a lot of people kind of cringe um, with it, but this is all about tips and strategies for blogging power. And we've, you know, I've went through several components of the blog mindset. Now let's talk about some structuring to it. You always want to think SEO searchability. So the search engine gods are out there. So when you put it together, it's important to understand your keywords and your phrases for the theme of this blog, also tying in with your own personal expertise. That better show up as a word in your title. Don't get cute. I, and I know sometimes it's fun to be so creative and off the wall. But, you know, if the search engine gods are not going to recognize what your quirky word is or the phrasing, you know, it could be, well, we'll go on to the next of it. By default, 
um, if that uh, the in search engines, they will take the first uh, 55 characters, lean spaces, any other oddball things um, in it. So if you don't have a keyword in there, that's not going to bring you any pop or power. Your first paragraph that in your description that you have usually 160 characters to get their attention um, on that. Again, spaces and any other uh, characters uh, in there besides letters count. So make sure that you've got a keyword phrase for searchability that's in there in pop. And here's what I would do. Here's a tip that go back and start looking at your older ones that you've had. What's that title say? Is it right? Does it have a keyword? Maybe a different word? Switch it around and change it. And it'll give it a little bit more juice, you know, when it goes out again. Um, and then the same with your first paragraph. So that's important. Next is your word count. The average uh, comes in around 500. Uh, there, are, there are lots of blogs that are shorty, shorty, shorties, well under 300 words. But if that if it varies, I would try to go for a minimum of 300 words. My blogs are long, um, and I I do a few shorties, and I say okay, okay, it's going to be a shorty. Um, but and I forward with that. But I typically run a thousand to maybe up to 1500 words in my blogs on my Tuesday blog. My uh, Saturday blog is much shorter. The first sentence must contain your keyword. The first sentence should be compelling, memorable, and pull in the reader, the interest. This is your hook. It's your, you know, you're luring them in. You're reeling them in. It's like the fisher, fisherman. You reel them in. Hook on that, that first sentence. Open with a strong first paragraph that sets the stage for what's going to come. Now, within the body of your blog, you could use quotes. I would encourage you to use some subheading. Um, I would have some images, a few images. And, and one of the thing about images, don't put at the top of your title, your image. Don't put it right underneath. My suggestion is I wouldn't drop an image in before the first paragraph is completed. Um, that way it lets the Google, all the bots, do the word searches after. They're not going to do that on the image. Use quotes, sprinkle in inspirational quotes. Why not? And in fact, if you have posters, if you've made a poster on Canva or Bookbrush or anything else, any other tool you have, that dropping in a poster and make sure, please make sure that your name is on it. I have my name on every poster. Um, get a copyright. If, if the, the year is 2021 as you listen to it, copyright. 2021, Judith Bryles, all rights reserved. And embed that. That's way if you're if it gets shared or they copy your poster, your name is on it. These are your words. Make sure they stay there. And that. Um, your subheading, and I like to use colors, not just all black uh, ink um, in there. So I like to use change my subheading colors of my bullets or any check marks uh, colors. If you've got links, Google likes it when you um, add credibility. And why don't you link to yourself? Why don't you if you're writing a blog on like I would be writing a blog on, let's say, publishing predators, 
I would link maybe to a previous blog that I wrote on publishing predators uh, on that. So you get that that interior link back. Or maybe there's some somebody else's blog you saw or an article you that you saw in a major newspaper or a magazine. You could link to it and make it a hot link. Google likes that. It gives you more credibility uh, in that process. And then the very final, <clears throat> and by the way, so one of the uh, uh, tips or techniques is you could do is that you could start your blog with your clothes and you sandwich it together. That's an idea. But you wrap your blog with a final paragraph. And I want you to leave the reader something to think about, a feeling, an emotion, a call to action. So close it. Now, I always personalize my blogs. I put my just my first name signature, Judith, on them. Why not you? I mean, unless your name's Judith, but Sam, George, Samantha, Brianna, whatever your, why not sign it right after your call of action? All right. And then always important, I want you to create a biotype signature that every blog that you have, and, and, and by the way, put copyright at the end of your blog, the year, the year, your name, all rights reserved. Um, that in your signature, I would have a nice picture of you and use it, just do the standard, this is your clothes on every one that you're, you're uh, use it with your blog. I would include your latest book title, um, update this of course when appropriate, and uh, any any other tidbits or information. But you could have a, a paragraph, a couple of paragraphs if you'd like. So that's important. Now I think it's also uh, important to track what you're pushing out here. So Google Alerts is kind of the standard. I'm going to give you another one to use, but make sure that you have in quotes. So you would put your name in quotes, um, Sam Johnson in quotes. Otherwise, if you don't put quotes around it, everything that's out there that has the word Sam in it will be redirected to you and Johnson. So that it has to be the exact combination of Sam Johnson. No other words in between comes to you. So I have my name, I have my book titles, I have my corporate name, all in quotes, and I do that through Google Alerts. It acts as a clipping service, a free one. Another one I'm going to suggest to you that I find is great is called Talk, T-A-L-K, Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, talkwalker.com forward slash alerts. Um, I actually find a better response rate of going on with Talk Walker. And what I get notified every morning of where my name or something I've got uh, been pushed out or someone picked up a press release that my name or my company name or something was included in and that I find it actually more efficient than Google Alerts. So I would recommend that. Google Alerts would be Google uh, google.com forward slash alerts. I would suggest you sign up for both of them and take advantage of that um, in the process. So that's that's one thing that's just very, very, very important. So let's talk about the overall anatomy 
of your blog. And then this is this structure of how they go about what they're all about um, in the process. So when you talk about that, uh, that I always ask myself some questions when I'm working on a blog that first of all, you know, what's my general thing? You know, what, what am I going to be writing about uh, today is I go along with this and then, or, or am I going to be doing a pro promotion? Like for example, um, I have a speaking unplugged event that I do. I have a book publishing unplugged event. I have a, a social media unplugged event. I have a book marketing event. All right. I will write a blog around them. You know why you should come. The call to action is get registered. But what are the benefits? You know, what's the why? What's the benefits? What's it about? What happens there? Etc. That would be that that would be uh, my general theme, and I am promoting that um, in that area. Are you going to be asked? Are you going to be the uh, only source for this blog, or are you going to cite other sources in the process? Um, in that, that if you have those those going on, All right? If your post is in response to something newsworthy, I have done several things. Um, responding to something breaking news. Um, it could be an article, it could be someone else's blog. Um, but and so how does it hook it back? You got to hook it back to your expertise, uh, to your book. And then I want to know, okay, what am I going to ask them to do? What will be my call to action? So I'm looking for all of those things in the beginning of that. Um, not not too long ago, I did a blog around uh, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon's, uh, his annual letter to all the shareholders. And there was just a few things there. But the, the key word was focus. How to how to stay focused? How do how do you remain visionary when you got a lot of noise and a lot of clutter going on? How do you grow? your focus? How do you grow your vision? And so that's where that came in and that I tied it in with how, how important it is for an author's words to matter and the call to action. So what are you doing to make your words matter? Okay. Now you want to create a title. Now there's a tip, think headlines um, and they use one of your keywords. I think it's always a good idea to uh, do a search out. Um, I will, I, a couple of portals I will go to to do a measurement on my titles. One is tweakyourbiz.com. And in seconds, you got over 100 ideas. Now you're going to throw away most of them, but I'll tell you, there's some gems in there. And you always want to look at the one that the subtitle is snarky. <laughs> Because sometimes snarky gets people's attention, All right? aminstitute.com, their headline analyzer I look at. And there's another one called Portent, P-O-R-T-E-N-T, which gives some really fun off-the-wall um, ideas that people, it would always have your keyword into it, but you get, this is where you could get a little quirky and that's, that's fun. All right. So when we continue, we're going to take our next break. We're going to come back. I'm going to work with the structure 
and the anatomy of it. And then our last segment we're gonna be working on, I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of ideas on where to go for more. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we said we're going to create that title. I gave you a couple of resources to check about the validity. Do they hit? Do they score with portent.com? tweakyourbiz, aminstitute.com. Now let's go back to this anatomy part, your opening. You got it. It's got to be good. Why don't you have a hook? So make it pop. Whatever three keywords, you know, identify three of your key, key, key words. Choose one, at least one, to start your post. Use the others in the next paragraph. All right. If there is any news link going on, any of that chatter out there, trending, um, that you can, and that's why it's worthwhile. Um, one, of, one of the apps that I carry on my phone and I check out very quickly, it, it is so fast that uh, one is the Associated Press AP. You can check out breaking news there. Reuters, you can check out breaking news there. Um, and USA Today. I look at those very quickly to see if there's anything that I can coattail onto and bring into that area, all right? So link it. In the insight section, this is that, you know, this is you talking, you're the rock star here. This is where you add your tips, your tidbits, your insights, um, your suggestions. I would make sure that you have like a check mark in front of them. I, I like to use color or bullet point color again in there so that there is a visual pop uh, that comes in along the way and that could also be included with that uh, you could have or you could just say it, your subtitle could be here are my five tips to get you have a paragraph opening it 
and you've got these five tips and lay them all out. Now, what I would do if you're going to, if it says what the tip is, and then there is a narrative behind it, I would do the tip in bold and in color, and then the narrative in a black text, not bold, in that area. If you've got any resources, like if you have a product that you're pushing, make sure that you add the hot links. And you can do one of two things that we have gone back and forth on this, that it's very common to see links. Um, if, the, if your goal is to have them go off your page, which is what links do, um, that it, it's, you gotta see if you keep them, keep them there. So I would be adding links toward the end, um, and do it hot. You could have, you can, you know, find my previous article on uh, blog on publishing predators here. I probably would do here, capitalize here and hot link it to where else I'm sending them on my website. At least they stay on my website in that process um, that once you start sending them off to look at other things it's hard to get them back um, on that because they may be going down now a rabbit hole of some sort because now they're seeing other articles that might be interesting and they may not come back to you all right make sure you proof your draft uh, more than once read 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 i'm a fan of the hemingway app where you could just drop it in and it'll let you know what grade level you're at. If you have too many adverbs in it, if you've got two, your, your sentences are confusing um, on that. I'm a firm believer you don't write above the sixth grade level. It, the dumbing down is there. Uh, it's coming in to the fifth grade level in many, many areas. That just means it's simpler. And if you're trying to explain a complicated situation um, that simpler works often best. Now on on your images, your make sure you images, I said just a few minutes ago that don't put an image on top of your title or right under it. Bury it at least after the first paragraph. Um, I, I would be doing that and you know images can be lifestyle, a topic illustration, it could be an infographic, it could be even product photo. Um, but whatever it is, it needs to be congruent with the topic that you're talking about. All right, don't forget SEO and that most blogs um, have an SEO feature to it where you can put in not only your keywords, but your description. If you don't, by default, the Google gods, the SEO gods will pick up the first 55 characters of your title and the first 155 characters of the first paragraph. That is why you put in your keywords there. And look at, if you have a short paragraph, I mean, a, a not a short paragraph, but a short title, you could put in, you know, by in your name. And that might, that's a double hit, you know, keyword and your name in the search engines and there's nothing wrong with that on that all right so your expert this is a short intro to the bio it's the to, to your blog and think that is a response to a question what is this blog about so you know it may not be that opening paragraph that you want to show as the description it, it could be something like this 
um, that for, I'm going to use my thing because I do authors that authors discover five essential tips to avoid publishing predators in today's highly competitive self-publishing and independent publishing market. Um, and so, and then, and that you, you can include your name. You know, it could be Judith Bryles, book publishing expert known as the Book Shepherd, identifies five essential uh, uh, tips to avoid publishing predators in the self-publishing midst, something like that, okay? Mm -hmm. I just made that up very quickly, but this is how you do it, right? Publish it. Remember the three C's, commitment, content, and consistent. That's that day you're going to do it. No matter what, you will be consistent um, in your publishing schedule. You're going to provide content uh, that will... So remember, remember, problems make the world go around. And all authors are problem solvers. Fiction authors are problem solvers for people who are looking to be entertained. Your storytelling is entertainment. And it gives them something else to think about besides maybe their own problems. All right. They, are, it's, it's, they provide storytelling and escapism and entertainment. All right. For the nonfiction authors, you are problem solving. And you're giving solutions, insights, ahas uh, to so much in that process. So you would make sure that you get that out and you promote it that way. And it's not money that makes the world go around. It's problems. And that's what we authors do. To promoting, you want to tell your social media world that you have a new, I would put new blog. And then I would do that short, that short title um, of what it is. And, and that's where you want to put your name, you know, by, by, your, by blah, blah with that. So it's absolutely essential to under that um, in their area. So that would be your Ovenar anatomy. Now, another key, very fun thing is what I call repurposing. And repurposing is, you know, this is what we get to do when we run out of gas someday. Or maybe we're going to go back and look. And once you hit that magic, that really, truly magic mark of having a year's worth of blogs out there, you want to start thinking about repurposing, of going back in and seeing, okay, so what else do I have here? What, what else could I take and maybe tweak it, like a new title, um, do an adjustment on your... Um, uh, first paragraph, rearrange, I'm not telling you to write new bullets, rearrange them and put it out again. There are, I, I'm sitting with, I've been blogging for I don't know how many years, I don't know, maybe 10. I have got a lot of blogs. I have got over, you know, 500, I, oh, 10 years, over 500 blogs up in my site on the archives. Sometimes I go in or I've got just a lot going in and I'll just go in maybe on the 25th page of, of, of 
of blogs at 10 on the blog. And I'll just look down at those little titles and I go, oh, this is this is this is interesting. This was good. I remember something on this blog and that I would go in and repurpose it. So that's what you want to think about. Once you have a year's worth of blogs, you can re regurgitate them and bring them back up just with a few chains, a new title, you know, alter up to the first three paragraphs, determine if it needs an altered closing paragraph. You know, times do change after a year, what you wrote a year ago, maybe you want to have a little different twist to it, right? Re, re repost it on your website as a new blog, write a new description for your SEO feature and any additional keywords that you might bring in. Um, I would change your image on it, or if it's really hot and good and you love it, keep it. Um, and set, make sure that you set your image as a featured image. Now, here's what happens when you repurpose it. Repurpose it you reach more potential customers. Um, you definitely make the SEO gods happy. Uh, they're always on the prowl for new material. And it, you know what? It takes the pressure off of you. It reduces a little stress, that overwhelm factor that can come and play thinking, oh, no, it's Wednesday. I've got another blog. I've, I just did a blog. All right. It takes the stress off. Find something that's old. You know, may, I don't know if it's blue, but you can make it new for sure. And do it in and be realistic with what you do and give it a new twist. And then you can do a push out. So it does double duty, sometimes triple duty for you. So when I do, when I look at my 4th of July or my Memorial Day or I, may, I have a special holiday blog uh, for Christmas, I always put out that there's always, it's always, it's a core. It's been out before, but just a little different. It gets a do face, it gets new images, it gets new titles, it gets a new twist and maybe have a new theme to it. But I've written it before, now I'm adding to it and making it better. And let's just say this, the writer that you were a year ago is a different writer than you were today. The writer that you were five years ago is a different writer than you are today. And most likely, whatever you do is going to come back with a nifty twist to it and a change to bring it around, which would be very, very cool. All right, we're going to take our final break. When I come back, I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas for blogs for the rest of the year. This is Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles. I'm known as the Book Shepherd, and I love having you with me today. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? 
or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Alrighty, what happens if you feel that your blog has fallen down and can't get back up? Where do you get help? Have you ever had one of those days? You just can't think of a thing, not a single thing, and to blog about, and you're thinking, oh no, it's due today or it's due tomorrow. Um, your words are stuck. Your creative spark is just kind of wants to take a vacation. Your fingers aren't moving. So are you thinking, help, my blog's falling down and it needs help. Okay, so let's noodle a bit. Look around, look inside, look on your shelf. Scan the headlines, whether it's online, in print. Google something, anything. Add the words weird or unbelievable or ripoff or front in front of your keyword and see what surfaces. So... That's, that's what, and then, you know, your imagination, I'm going to tell, is going to open up. Now, I have, uh, I, I, I've done programs on blogging power, and I always come up with, you know, okay, I'm going to give you a blog idea for every day, every week, every week. So we're going to go through some of those. So I hope you have a pencil out. There's going to be a whole bunch, and, and I'm going to go through these. So we'll start off with. Whatever the next phrase, sentence that comes out of your mouth and is thought, whatever the next phrase or sentence that comes out of your mouth is thought, put the word what if in front of it. Write it down. 
tweak it and see what evolves and sync with the theme in your book. All right. Now, since I do writing, publishing, I've written 37 books. My next book's going to be on book marketing. That um, and let's and it's it's going to be called the author's guide to book marketing. Really simple. Um, the you know it's the author's savvy guide. Uh, savvy author's guide to book marketing. That's it. All right, the savvy author's guide to book marketing. What if? The Savvy Author's Guide to Book Marketing Never Got Written. Oh, well, that wouldn't be good. I've got all these ideas. I've got, And you can just take off from there. You can just take off from there. All right, next. What's your biggest aha? Reveal it. Write it down. Them down. Where did it come from? What happened? And sync with your theme in your book or subject's expertise. And again, each time... Sync it back, tie it in with your expertise or your book books. Number three, how about an epiphany? Have you ever had an epiphany drop on? Write it down, right? I'll share with, you know, the who, what, where, when, and why and sync with the theme. I never intended to write a book. I never planned to start writing a book. And who knew I was going to be writing all these books? But it all came from an epiphany. When I had had dinner with a well-known pub, uh, publisher, columnist, author, screenwriter, and he took a bunch of my ideas and he published them in his column under his name. My name was never mentioned. I never got credit. I never got thank you. In fact, he claimed them they were our ideas, you know, when he wrote me a note. But the epiphany was... Judith, if you don't start taking some of your own ideas and get them out there, other people would. Right? You could start write. You could write it. How I started writing. How I came up with my expertise. What's the epiphany behind that? Four. Expose a fear or two. Hey, we all have them. All of us have them. <laughs> write it down. What seeded it? How do you deal with it and sync with the theme in your book? Five, what happened when the, the goit factor entered your life? Goit stands for get off your tush. What happened when you got off your tush? Six, are there any embarrassing incidents that you can share publicly? Oh, we've all had them. We all had them. You know, I was at a gig, uh, going stepping in, going to give a, a gig, and my underwear fell off as I stepped out of the car. I was I I was in shell shock and I, I couldn't tell anyone I didn't tell anyone for almost five years until I started working the story in to a talk I gave on confidence I actually choreographed it it was a kick funny I made it very funny very humbling and I can't tell you how many women came up to me, have come up to me over the years when they've heard that story. One, they want to hear it again. But two, but two, that they had something similar happen to them. And we're all in this club together. So any embarrassing incidents in your bag of tricks that you can share about it and tie it in with your expertise. How about any belly laughs out there? Have there anything that is just, you know, you laugh so hard, you are almost incontinent. 
what are they? What can you share? It could involve kids. It could be involve family members. It, you know, what other incident out there? How about failures? We've all had them. Can, is there any you can share publicly and, and going through that? Right. Nine, any problem. And I've said this, you know, in the last segment, problems make the world go round. Not many. So how about making a laundry list of common problems that you identify within your theme, your expertise, your book? Write them down and then write a blog. You may have you may have 10 blogs here in there, but you could go one with each one of them and a little solution, a little aha, a story to go with it in that. How about turning on the news? I know it's rough. It's rough to turn on the news at times. But what's the lead? What's the lead? Write it down and make a comment. I remember um, uh, two years ago in 219, that we were launching the very first in the country Authors Hall of Fame. And my home state's Colorado. We had the first. We actually have the trademark on Authors Hall of Fame. Um, we inducted amazing uh, people who were somehow connected with the state of Colorado. And I was trying to get the attention. This is pitching. I was trying to get the attention of the media. I mean, we'd had print coverage, but no TV coverage. So on Friday, the event was on a Saturday night. On Friday, I called every uh, station, NBC, ABC, CBS, and I said, you know, it's the weekend. Instead of covering murder, mayhem, and chaos, how about covering an amazing, joyful, exciting event that makes a difference to millions of people every day? CBS came, spent two hours at the event. We led the nightly news. So you never know. Then we when we wrote a blog about it, post it on that. What about TV? Do you watch TV? Do you have any favorite shows? I don't care if it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, whether it's on Acorn or anything else. I've lost track of all of it. But what's your favorite TV shows? Is there a theme? Can you make a comment about it and sync it in it? As a speaker for 40 years, I routinely watched the shows that were popular with my audiences. I was, you know, like when I spent over 20 years just speaking to healthcare audiences. I watched every healthcare related show. I pulled stories out of it. I wrote about it. I synced and connected with my audience. You'll do the same thing in it on that. So um, what about going back to TV? What about a favorite character? Why? Why does this person connect with you? Um, and is there a show that you finally abandoned you couldn't stand anymore? Go back to the news. Is, is there a celebrity out there who would win your jerk of the week trophy? There's something you could do there. YouTube is another great resource. What's on there on the home page? What about a trending hashtag on Twitter? Why don't you randomly turn around in a bookshelf in your in your um, office or your library or your front, wherever and pull out a couple of books? Read the dust jackets or back cover copy. Do you see anything that would motivate you to buy them that you could take and run with? How about creating a cheat sheet of tips that you could just share a few of them? You could stretch this one away out. What about fessing up to something, refeeling one of those oh-oh moments or those snafus? I'm not talking about failure. 
what happened there. Okay, I'll continue on. Okay, failures. Uh, after failures, we can just go on to that. Fess up. Uh, how about some how-tos are, are always helpful. In, in a nonfiction book, you've, you're loaded with them. Pull one out. You could actually, it may, there may be three or four paragraphs right in your book that you can lift it totally, give it an opening paragraph and a close. What about a vacation? You've been on one. Um, there are memories or events. How about tying that something in that makes you think about it on that? What's your best vacation? What's your worst vacation? How about other people's blogs? They're loaded with material and fair game, and they're oh so public that you can you can uh, tap into. What about a recent movie that you've seen that you can tap into and make a comment about that it's been memorable or it's made a difference or it's, it's made you think about on that? The other night I had a discussion with several people about the movie called Hidden Figures, about these a, a group of women that were so invisible, so discounted, and yet made a huge difference in the space program. So those are just some ideas. There are so many more, but I literally made, went through and made a list of them and have made a blog with 52. You can't think of a blog to write. I wrote a blog in that. Here are 52 ideas to create your blog for the rest of the year. Why not do something like that and have a little fun? All right. So we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much for being with us today on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. That it's, it's a, you know, we have over 300 shows. We encourage you to go to our show page and check them out. Until then, we'll be with you next week. Happy publishing and keep on writing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.